Dan Healy here from the Miami Hitch UK. Before we come into today's episode, I just want to tell you about our new sponsor, that is At Mugs NFL. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this guy's account now. They specialise in the personalisation of any sports team mugs and t-shirts and hoodies so you give them whatever team you want in whatever color scheme with whatever player name whatever player number you want and they will put it on a mug t-shirt or hoodie don't be put off by their twitter handle which is at mugs nfl because it's not just the nfl they do any sports any american sport any english sport whatever you want they will put it on a mug t-shirt or hoodie so go and check them out secondly We are now part of the Overtime Heroics Network. Please check out OvertimeHeroics.net for more great American sports content. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as At the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy, and I always said that one day I would get weighed on my podcast. And I'm delighted to be joined (laughs) by the co-host of that Celtics podcast, it's Mr. Tom Wade. Tom, how you doing, mate? (laughs) Hey, what's up, Dan? How you doing, man? I appreciate that. I love that. That's great. No, look, look, I mean, you know, we, we've we've got a, Hall, a future Hall of Fame player, um, uh, an absolute legend, a bit, probably the best player to ever wear the Miami Heat uniform. Um, but here I am with uh, with his namesake, um, a top guy in the UK, uh, NBA and the UK community. So I'm thrilled to be uh, to be joined by you today, mate. So thanks for giving up your time. Mate, thanks for letting. Thanks, you know, thanks for reaching out and uh, asking me to jump on. You know, no. I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit, but. You know, it might sound silly as a Celtics guy on a, on a Heat podcast, but there's there's more to it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, before 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 we get into anything else, first of all, for people that don't know who you are and what you do, um, you're you're currently running your own podcast now with uh, with the Boston Brit, um, a new venture, um, and already been bringing in some incredible names, uh, none other than um, All Star Celtic player. Gordon Hayward just recently. Um, fantastic things, mate. What what amazing growth it's been. You enjoying doing that? Um, yeah. Do you know what, mate? I'm I'm loving it. To be honest, it's it's something I thought about for so long. Nate thought about it for so long, and then just one day I was just like, mate, we just got we just got to get out there and just you know talk some Salix basketball. I love the seas. He loves the seas, and it just made so much sense on every single level. So we put something together um you know and we just if and i'm honest with you here now when i say i didn't expect it to be where it is now still mm. we've got a long way to go but like you say you know the guests we've had on it's just been crazy and I, i'm enjoying every minute of it and i can talk basketball all day long just ask yeah. the wife so yeah. it's great to have <laughs> other guys to talk to you know yeah brilliant that's it and that's one of the thing, main things i mean I, obviously i'm i'm a heat podcast but i just love talking to other like-minded uk fans i just think it's fascinating that we share this uh, this this love for for this sport so uh, you currently sit here at the moment um as a celtics fan but donning yeah. a miami heat jersey and yeah. um and apparently you've just told me before coming on here there's a bit of a story behind why you're wearing this so uh, for far away mate enlighten me 
Um, you know, I've, I've always made it clear the reason why I'm into the NBA is because of the heat. Um, and if I was to stand up, if, it was a, if, if you see the video, I'd stand up, turn around. There's a guy, and you've always meant, you've mentioned it already, a Wade on the podcast. There was a D Wade, right? There was a certain Wade that played for a certain team when I had a major operation and I couldn't sleep. So basically, I started watching the NBA and the team when I was watching the NBA was the Miami Heat. You know, you had the big three, you, you had Bosch, LBJ, and then there was a Wade. And I was like, no way. I've never, I've been into sports all my life and I've never seen a Wade famous in anything. So I was like, oh my God, there's, there's a Wade. So I just started watching and watching and, you know, I, I loved, I loved what I saw. Um, eventually thought, do you know what? I like this that much. I need to get that jersey. So I bought that jersey. I'm wearing this jersey because I'm on the Heat podcast. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little nod to yourself as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, I bought this jersey back in 2012 and it's probably, it's lasted me a hell of a long time and it's done me some, it's done me some good and I love this jersey and I'll always wear this jersey, more so for the name that's on it. Yeah. But, you know, and for the Heat as well, because I, I owe a lot to the Heat for for me being an NBA fan. So, you know, it's 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 only right. Okay, well, that, that's really cool. So what, and what, what made you then, when you've got a, a player that is, um, you know, such a famous player in, in NBA history with Dwayne Wade, um, what, what then made you, you that, that sort of got you involved in the NBA? So what made you take the switch over to Boston? Um, basically, I watched the Heat for the season and then they ended up playing the Spurs, um, in, in, obviously in the NBA Finals, won that title. Um, and I was just like, wow, I love that team. And I could, it could have been easy right there to go, right, this is the best team that's out there. I'm going for these guys. But I was a bit like, do you know what? I like the sport. I want to see what else is out there. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. So Fair I enough. started watching some other teams and obviously I stumbled upon the Celtics and obviously watching the Celtics in the run-up to that as well when, when obviously they played the Heat. And I just love what the Celtics were about. You know, it, it's I just love the green and white. I love the parquet. I really enjoyed the commentary that Mike Gorman, Tommy Heinsohn and, and the guys gave us. And it was just a really good feel. And that's not to take away anything that, you know, Quarty and Reed do. They, them guys on the heat are great. And obviously Jack's. But it was just like, mm-hmm. man, I really like the Celtics. This, this is just, just something about the Celtics that I really like. And I just stuck with it from there. But, like, as much as I'm a Celtics fan, I'm an NBA fan first. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, I mean... I'm supposed to be this guy that's like, so say the UK, one of the UK faces of the Saudi, none of that. I'm just a guy that loves NBA. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I did an interview with the NBA uh, UK fans and it was like, if you could pick another team that you'd support, if, if the Celtics didn't exist, I think I went with Portland because my brother's a Portland fan. So that's mm-hmm. quite nice. But yep. to be very honest with you, it probably would have to be the heat just because I owe so much to them, you know, and it's, I just cool. picked the Celtics based on the fact of I just love what they were about. Brilliant. No, that's great. And yeah, that's that's the same as a lot of people. I think that we've all got our teams, but we, we just we just love the sport. And uh, and no better time to be uh, to be talking to you today because there's now an announcement that the sport yes. is coming back. We have got our NBA back. There is a plan in place that has been approved. We'll quickly run through the dates and then uh, we'll then come back to it in a minute um, to, to go through it in a bit more depth. Um, so... The 22 best teams, the best record teams are now invited back to resume the NBA season. That's a split down of 13 from the West and 9 from the East. They are the best records. Um, There will be eight regular season games. 
before then a usual uh, East and Western top eight conference playoff um, scenario, which will be, as it always is, best of seven games. There will be a, a there will be a play in tournaments between eight eighth and ninth if the ninth seed are within four games. Uh, those teams uh, will then play three games. The eighth seed will only have to win one, whereas the um, uh, the ninth seed have to win two to go uh, above them. Some dates uh, we are aiming to resume on July 31st. The last game of the finals, if it goes to seven, will be on October 12th. A couple of other little notes. Draft lottery date, August 25th. The NBA draft, August 15th. And then finally, uh, the new season, the 2020-2021 season, is due to then start on December 1st. So a quick turnaround. So great to have it back. We're going to go into the nuts and bolts of it. But before we do, we need to come on to a more important subject. And I want your views on this. Um, If uh, COVID-19 wasn't enough, if a, uh, a worldwide pandemic wasn't already rocking the globe, uh, and especially America, uh, where they've been uh, ha- most hardly hit in terms of death rates and so on. Um, we've now had the uh, the tragic circumstances of the death of George Floyd and um, the subsequent uh, riots, protests, uh, looting and uh, buildings on fire, everything uh, that's going on now. Uh, the country is incredibly fractured and it all um, stems around that the fact that black lives matter. Now, I know that you, along with me and many, many others, in fact, everybody else that I've spoke to are in line uh, that we we couldn't agree more Black Lives Matter. We, we all love a sport that is rich in black history. Um, what, what are your thoughts initially about um, about the, what's going on at the moment over the uh, over the pond? I mean, what can you say? That's not already been said. Uh, I my view on it, Dan, is it's exactly the same as yours. And I think I like. I like to think I can speak on behalf of everybody in the NBA UK family of like, it's just not right. It's not acceptable, you know? And I mean, we're talking, we're talking about the death of, 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 the, of the man there. And it's just like, it's not for me. This isn't the first time. And it's, it's really, it's heartbreaking, you know, to think that this is something that we're still dealing with this day. Mm. It's this day and age. We're still Crazy. dealing with this thing where like, and it's not, it is it's like police brutality towards a black person or it's like somebody in the street. Like I don't get that view. Maybe that's because the person that I am is the person that you are. We don't understand why they do this. But I'm honestly I'm I'm absolutely heartbroken as I sit here having to talk to you about why we, we have to sit here and think just why? Just like this mm. is what I'm saying. I keep saying why, but it is why. Like George Floyd, what did he do? He did mm. nothing. And that guy that did it just you could just see in his face that he did not care and I, yeah. I think that's heartbreaking any normal human being would never ever think about doing something like that and i mean this is not the first time it's not the second time there's so many other people in this world that have suffered at the fact of somebody taking out somebody else's life because of skin color that mm-hmm. to me is just not acceptable. It's not. Yeah. It's not acceptable, and it's heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to his family. My heart goes out to anybody that has ever been affected by any race racial abuse. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. We all love the NBA. It is. It is literally dripping in black culture. That is. 
it is what it is and that's i think we we, we all come together to worship something mm. so we should all stick together and be as one to be mm. human you know yeah yeah it's, it's that's very well put and i think um i'd like to think that um the nba and uh, i mean adam silver's a fantastic commissioner i i really would like to think that they allow the players now to go through their own ways of dealing with things i really hope that they don't like sponsors don't get involved and say you know don't do this and don't do that i really hope they're allowed to keep their voices to dome what yeah. they need messages on shirts messages on trainers whatever it needs to be um uh, uh, to, to to come together to uh, you know people of all races to to stamp this out once and for all and um yeah. you know there, there's a couple of things that um you know, I mean, I've, I've read and listened and tried to ed educate myself a lot in the last few days in, in obviously what's been happening. And there's a few things. And uh, I, there was a there was a quote from uh, from Will Smith, believe it or not, that, that actually he said um, that, you know, racism isn't uh, getting worse. It's just now it's being recorded. Yes. So, you know, people are saying it's always been this way, but they've never been able to 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 show it as readily available as they do now. And I that thought, yeah, that's right. You know, this is a lot of people yeah. saying, oh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. It isn't. It's, it's just that people have got the, the ability to be able to show what's happening. And I really hope that people continue to do that because the more and more exposure that happens, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the closer we'll get to, to becoming, you know, a, a better, a better um, you know, nation and a better just just, just in general. So and yeah. there, was, there was one other um, thing. I spoke to Mo Muncy um, about this. Um, he put out an incredible statement and I, I don't think it's been bettered from all the um, knowledge and all the reading and, and educating I've been trying to do to myself over the last few days. And I spoke to him yeah. briefly today to say, you know, I found that just spot on. Do you mind if I read it? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Use your platform to, to continue to raise awareness of it. So I'm going to read this out now. This is it in full. This is Mo Muncy. Uh, from um, uh, Sky Sports, he said, uh, a non-black person said to me yesterday, I don't see the point of posting hashtag Black Lives Matter. A hashtag on my feed isn't going to change anything, which saddened me. So I thought I'd share my thoughts and response to this statement in case any of you were thinking the same thing. First and foremost, if you are silent about these issues, you're on the side of the ignorant and the racists. It's not, it's not good enough for you to simply consider yourself not racist. You must be sure that you are actively anti-racist. Silence is not acceptable. Tupac once said, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I'll guarantee you that I will spark the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. It's, it's to spark somebody else watching us. If you have an account on social media, you have a platform for your voice to be heard, no matter how large or small your audience is. Even if one person takes note of what you post, you've done a good thing. Simply sharing posts is the bare minimum. Raising awareness to the cause is a start, but you must make sure that your energy offline matches what you're posting online. Are you challenging the race, racism of anyone you encounter who is ignorant? Are you looking within yourself honestly and thinking about how you can change for the better? Are you donating to causes aligned with the movement? Are you standing up for black people when you see them being targeted by racism? To my non-black friends within the industry of sports, music, fashion and more who are silent on these issues, why do you think it's okay for you to benefit from black culture, but then turn a blind eye to the struggles that black people are facing? To the people in the UK who have said, I'm so glad that I live here and not America. I'm sorry to shatter your illusions, but the UK is also extremely racist. To the world, we have had enough. The revolution is coming. 
I don't think there needs to be anything more that needs to be added to that. That is Mo Mouncey absolutely nailing everything on the head. And thing, every single thing that he said there, I've taken on board myself since yeah. this has happened. Yeah, 100%. And shout out to Mo. Uh, yeah. I've had conversations with Mo myself about it. And that guy is probably one of the most influenced guy in this, in, in, in this, uh, in this country. And nobody said it better. I, I, I guarantee you, nobody has said it better than that. So I'm, I'm not going to add anything else. But Mike, no. just to echo a little bit, if you're listening, please do what you can. Change will happen, but it starts with yourself. Absolutely. Yep. Spot on, Tom. Yep. In, um, just before we move off of this subject, one last question on this. Um, with yeah. things how they are, is it now, in theory, a good time to bring basketball back with how things are now? Or maybe not a good t- thing to bring basketball now? Could this unite people? Could this bring happiness back into people's lives? Or is this simply the wrong time? That's a difficult one, mate. Mm. To be honest, I, I'm, honestly, if I sit here, I can't have the answer for you. Just mm. because... Like you mentioned before, we you know the world's dealing with this COVID nineteen thing. If you'd have asked me that question and we didn't have this situation on our hands where some somebody's decided to take the life of another human, then what, for no reason, then I would probably say, Yes, we need this. We need this to reunite us and give us something that we need to focus on. But with with the George Floyd thing and the whole Black Lives Matter movement as as at the all time high as it is now. Will it take the focus away? I hope not, because the players will transcend their message across. But I think, is it the best time to bring it back? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Of course, it is from a fan's point of view, yes, it is. From a human's point of view, there is bigger things at the moment yeah. than trying to finish a game of sport. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it depends what angle you look at it because you've just yeah said exactly the right thing there. That it, 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 It's not even comparable compared to what's actually going on. But... We are still, we're talking about the end of July before the season starts. I would, always I'm hoping is that, you know, things, people continue to use their voice. Things do settle down in the streets. The protests, people can carry on doing absolutely. Um, Hopefully that the riots and the burning buildings and the looting and things like that can settle. Um, And then we can get back to using our voices. Um, These these players are stars, they're influencers, they're, they're idols to a lot of people. And they will continue, I'm sure, to be able to be allowed to bang the drum. And um, I think that bringing sport, bring, sport brings people together. And if we can, we can combine a matter as serious as this into that flex, then I think that's a good thing. So, great. Okay, well, thanks for um, for sharing your thoughts on that, Tom. So, um, right, let's get back to basketball. So, um, this new format, uh, 22 teams come back. So um, what was your initial thoughts when we was talking about, you know, would there, would there be a season and if so, what it would look like? I think a lot of people maybe said that they didn't expect to see regular season games anymore, that it would maybe jump straight back into the playoffs. Do you think that this is a good format or do you think that this is, you know, that did, did there need to be any more regular season games? How, how did What was your initial thoughts on this plan? When I saw the plan, I thought this is perfect because... Yes, there is a lot of other teams that have now been told their season is over. We're only taking 22 to Orlando. That's fine. But I thought this is probably the best way. If you're going to try and play out this season to the safest way possible, let's take it to one place and bring those who are still in with a chance with us. Everybody else, we're sorry, but you know your season's over because... 
we need to really do what we can to to make the best of a bad situation. Mm. And I mean, taking 22 teams to Orlando, let's not ignore the point. That's still got the potential to be a very hit or miss thing. Yeah. In terms of it could spark a spread, it could not. I hope it not. I hope it doesn't, and we see it out. But I think this is the best thing. This is the best case scenario because you've got to think about it like this, Dan. If we're going to play out the rest of the regular season, then hit through the playoffs. Would you rather do that in so in in uh, in twenty two different cities? Mm. Well, twenty well yeah, twenty one because the Clippers and the Lakers play in the same whatever and yeah. same with Orlando and Miami. Let's get not let's not get technical. But like mm. te- arena wise, twenty one different arenas. Would you rather do that in one place and control it, or would you rather do that in twenty one different places, say, and then spark the risk of this thing going wild every single everywhere? Yeah, I don't. I, I think that the, the the fact that they brought it to a neutral venue, I think, was the only way. I mean, there was the, it, when there was an initial discussion about could there be basketball again? Because I think when the season when when this went down with the Rudy Gobert situation, etc., I think everyone just went, "That's it, the season's done." You know, we're not going to see sport again, maybe until you know back end of this year. We, I, I, that's what I think a lot of the feeling was. Um, the fact that we've got to this situation now where um, this is coming back is fantastic, and. The two things that immediately come into um, you know focus here was if this was ever going to happen, it would only ever happen with, with two things, and that would be that it would be a neutral venue and that there'd be no fans allowed. Um, I think that so that that's obviously a given that had to happen. Um, I I initially didn't particularly like the idea of doing regular season games. I thought let's just go back into the playoffs, straight back straight into the playoffs. But then when I thought about it, I thought no. Actually, it is the best way to do it, and it now gives the people that were in with a shout to get you know a a chance. They've still got some catching up to do. Um, it gives them a chance to for them. Their season is now not over. They can continue to battle for the lower seeds in the playoffs. It now gives everybody a chance to get up to scratch before the playoffs start, rather than coming off of a four month break or whatever it's been, and then go straight into the high intensity of a of a playoff scenario. So the fact yeah. that there are some regular season games, I think, is now a good thing. And it, and lastly, for the teams that aren't involved, um, if they're feeling hard done by, well, you know, a lot of a lot of um, people would say, well, you know, a lot of these teams have been tanking since almost day one. Um, yeah. So there's your punishment. You know, if, you, if you're not going to play <laughs> competitively, then don't expect to get an invite back. Not that I think they'd want an invite back because they're not going to get anywhere anyway. So yeah. after after thinking about it and going through a few, you know, uh, articles and so on, I think yeah. that this is actually pretty spot on. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, just quickly that one thing that I thought, yes, we could have gone straight into the playoffs, but there's so much still to be played for. Mm. And I mean, if it had been any less, any any more less than what it is now, I think maybe they'd have thought about it. But there is there is a thing in my head, not this is going straight off the cuff, so correct me, anybody that's listening is wrong. Surely, in the games that, let's say, the Heat have got left or the Celtics got left or anybody else in there, if those two teams have to play each other in a nothing game, then maybe they could have slimmed the games down by saying, right, you two have got to play each other. You can't go anywhere. This is going to be your slot. Let's wipe that game off. Just play the important games to to settle where it is. Because like the Bucks, let's look at the Bucks, and like well, all the Raptors. You know, their their position in the playoffs, in the seedings, is pretty much cemented. Mm. Do they really need to play their games? Obviously, mm. I don't know who they play against, but surely there's going to be games in there where they could go. That doesn't matter, or this mm. doesn't matter. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking 
It's more so the West. I think the West more open than the than the East. Um, maybe there could have been games in there that were more important than others and they should have just focused on those and then thought, right, let's get into it. But you made a very good point there. At least we've got a bit of time now to get everybody up to scratch, everybody into the high yep. intensity again, mm-hmm. to hit the playoffs and just try and make, like I said earlier, make this make the best of a bad situation. Yeah, that's it. And I think that, that there'll be a hell of a lot of these teams that are resuming the season here that are just going to be using these eight games as almost like a just a, just a little pre-season. It's not mm. going to be full tilt. Um, the only teams that are going to step up in sense are the teams that are still fighting for those last slots. So the, the, you would say probably 70% of these teams are not going to be, you know, there's not going to be big minutes from, from Giannis no. and players like that. But it will give them enough to get up to scratch before, you know, the, the big business starts. Um I don't know what, I haven't actually looked, I don't know if you know the Celtics' um, schedule for those eight games, because the Heat have been shafted. I mean, we had, a, <laughs> we, had, we had a real soft schedule for the remainder of the season. I think we had something like the fir- third or fourth easiest schedule. I just wanted to read yeah. you now, this is what we've got. Um, we, we, you know, we had, uh, originally we had nine of, <clears throat> excuse me, nine of the Heat's final 17 regular season opponents were, had, did have a point five hundred or, or sorry, a sub point five hundred record. Now, only Phoenix have a, 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 a sub five hundred record. Heat could yes. end up facing Bucks, Celtics, Pacers, Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, and then Raptors to finish our schedule. That is a point, <laughs> is a community is combined record of 0.641 winning percentage. So we've been done over here. That's a brutal <laughs> schedule. Brutal schedule. I mean, um, have you had a look at have, have Boston got what they got? Have you had a look at that? Um, I've got to be honest, mate, I haven't looked. Um, no, only I've only because looked. I'm not really, as much as it is, yes, just coming back. It's still got to go through a big stage yet, and we're still a while away, and a lot of yeah. a lot of decisions have got to be made. But I think something I saw, we've got like the thirteenth toughest okay. out so. here, and I think I saw that we had you guys on the last game or something silly. Or I know yeah. we've got to play you, so yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, that was that was only because I only took notice. I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to talk to Dan a little bit about that, see what he thinks, because it's kind of a nothing game. In yeah. terms of like, it's probably going to be one of the last games. Everything will yeah. be sewn up by then. That's it. And We're... and you know, but yeah, I haven't I haven't managed to really no, look at this because I just you know. I mean, we've we've uh, the, the thing is, there's going to be some freak results in here because you're going to have teams that you know, as I said, they're just going to be guiding. You know, just all they're going to be concerned about is match fitness, really. So there, there's there'll be some a few people that aren't really fussed about it and there'll be some strange uh, results I'm sure going forward in the rest of this regular season uh, but yeah that did make me laugh I thought blimey uh, I mean I, I'd take out of that lot I'd, I'd take a 0.500 snatch your arm off for that so we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens but yes we have got to play we have got to play the Celtics uh, again and you've had our number um, so far this season 2-0 um, what do you match up what, what, what do you put that down to mainly do you know what I think it's just a fact of, and me and Nath have said it on our podcast so many times, there's just no, like, there's no telling what this Celtics team is going to do. Like, you guys have been, the transition from last year to this year for you has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's been brilliant to watch, but it's kind of been the same for us in terms of, like, it was meant to be everything, but it wasn't. But this year, let's just go into it. It is what it is. And we've kind of just, surprise teams and I yeah. honestly thought the way you guys were playing I thought wow the Heat because obviously I always watch out for the Heat and Celtics mm-hmm. games why won't I 
But it's just like I thought, this is going to be a matchup that's really interesting, you know. And I'm, I mean, the, the one place I can say you can outdo us is down low with Bam mm. in the big man area. Like yeah. Obviously, Kemba against Kendrick, as, as amazing as Kendrick is. And I'm, I will touch a little bit more about Kendrick later because I know we've got something special yeah. coming up later. Yeah. But he's had an outstanding season. Kemba's probably still the better player. Mm-hmm. Mismatch there. You know, we've got Jalen's been on a, a resurgent. JT's just shown us something that we, it's just blown people away. Gordon's come back, prove a point. Yeah. But that's not to take away from what you guys have done. I mean, you guys have been awesome this year. You know, you like, you know, Robinson knocking down, Robinson a hero, you know, wow. Mm-hmm. What two guys, like, probably shoot the three bet. They're up there with, like, the Splash Brothers for me yeah. because they're just guys mm-hmm. that just knock it down at a consistent high rate. And yeah. obviously, you know, I just think the matchup's just a funky one. It yeah. really is just weird. And I think it just comes down to, just it just comes down to the mismatches in the backcourt, but with the exception of the one at the top and we've just managed to you know do our game plan brad's got what he wants to do he's got it in he's got it set in right if you're going to beat these guys this is what you got to do this is what you got to do and he he's watched you what you guys do he's put it into practice and yeah. the guys have just come out and just been like what bang this is yeah. it and two and oh against you guys i'd take that yeah absolutely you know i'd take that all day long yeah, well, I mean, because you know, I I look at Miami and and Boston as as pretty close. There, there's not a million miles between these two teams. They're both good teams. Um, I mean, we've been far better than what I thought we was going to be this year. We was always going to be an improvement. I've said this many times on this pod. We was always going to be an improvement on last year just because of the acquisition of Jimmy and the fact that the leash was going to be taken off a of band. So that was always going to be uh, something that was going to spark us onwards. But I had us down as I think seventh or even sixth seed. Um, so for us to be in that sort of top four at the moment as it stood um, I think is fantastic and a lot of the credit there goes to people like you've just said there between Robinson, Hero and and uh, other other role players so we've got a pretty stacked yeah. team as have Boston um, it just yeah, I found it just a strange one because we've been we've been really exceptional against the the, the better teams I mean we're 2-0 and against Milwaukee we're 2-1 um, we're and one against Raptors we're 3-1 and one against the Sixers we're 2-0 uh, we're and oh, or 2-1 and one against Indiana and yet we're 0-2 oh against Boston you're the only team that we've never managed yeah. to uh, to do it so so let's come on to uh, to this this feature then because i gave you a little bit of homework as i said um i consider i mean i think there's only two and a half games that separate the two teams at the moment um yes i consider both teams solid teams um pretty deep both of them there, there's some we've got both teams got some very good role players so what i want to do is i've asked you we're, we're both going to do a we're going to go through the the starting five uh, you're going to give me your player. I'm going to give you my player, and between us, we're then going to um, we're going to put in a combined Heat Celtics roster, and then we'll follow that on with sixth man, and then we'll do the bench as well. So we'll go through. We're going to end yes. up with ten players here, and I want to see who's who's made the cut and uh, and who who gets the majority, if any. So uh, so let's start off. So uh, so point guard for the Miami Heat is yeah. this season has been Kendrick Nunn. Now that's not a that's not a star name by any sense, but this is a player who's been rookie of the month, I think, a record four times this season. Came out of nowhere. We knocked him on the last day of last season from Golden State. He's played every he's started every single game, I believe. Um, and uh, I think he's averaging something like seventeen or eighteen points a game. Um, not bad for a rookie season. Um, but what have we got from Boston from point guard position? Well, obviously, 
just to touch on Kendrick, I wrote an article not long ago uh, for the Hot Hot Hoops, which is a Miami Miami Heat blog for SB Nation. I'm still an active writer. I'm still on the staff there. So, you know, look out for my Check stuff. Check that stuff Yep. But Kendrick, no, I did a profile on him not long ago, just breaking down when he come through in the preseason, when he was really good in preseason. I broke down who he is, where he's come from, what he's about, what he's been through, what he's done, and what he's going to do. And it's just to see that all happen from what I wrote, it's just amazing. And I love Kendrick Nunn. He's been, I'd say, I've always said this, and I said it on lives. Kendrick Nunn for me is rookie of the year. People say John Moran. Um, I'll give you that because he's been brilliant in Memphis, but he's on a crap team. And I'm not mm. being funny to Memphis fans, but he's on a bad team. Of course, mm. he's going to be the best player because they haven't really got much. Zion is in the conversation. Yes, of course he is. It's Zion. But I just feel if there's one person that's done it more consistently over the year, it's Kendrick, man. That's a fair but point. It's a fair away point. from Kendrick, yep. obviously, we've got Kemba. Kemba at the point yep. is just being a breath of fresh air in that changing room. And on the court, you can see it. He's just a team guy. This yeah. guy has come in and, and, and been of the fact of it's not all about me. I've been in a situation in, 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 in Charlotte where it's been all about me and I've proved myself that I can be the guy. I can do that. I can, I can score. I can pass. I can do everything that I need to do. And he's come into Boston and he's done it on such a high level. And, and he's just a such an all-round nice guy. And his game backs it up, you know. Amount of times where Kemba's gone off. But he's been that good playmaking. You haven't really took it all in. And by the time you know it, you're like, damn. Kemba's yeah. like 20 up. You yeah. know what I mean? He's, he's an all-star. And he is probably... One, he, since Isaiah Thomas, who's very, like, to me, he's probably one of the best. But... He's that guy that we needed to come in and just be our point guard. And he gives us that. So I'm going point guard, of course, with Campbell Walker. Yeah, I think it's, it's obviously it's a no brainer in that sense. I mean, absolute hats off to uh, to, to um, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, a season that took everybody by surprise, really. Um, I mean, a lot of people didn't know who he was before uh, opening game. Um, so um, what season he's had and uh, I'll, I'll now enjoy watching him hopefully flourish uh, in the playoffs um, because he's got a bright future but yes of course um, it can go to nobody else other than uh, to Kemba Walker he has been, uh, he has been he's, he's slipped into to Boston seamlessly um, and um, yeah as you said uh, a breath of fresh air in that dressing room as opposed to who you had there last year which we won't talk about no <laughs> <laughs> But moving on, so shooting guard um, for the Miami Heat this year has been another young sensation in Duncan Robinson. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, Miami Heat have got a lot of success stories this season. Um, Bam Adebayo has been better than even I thought he would be, and I'm one of his biggest fans. Jimmy um, has been outstanding, just his leadership role, etc. We've just touched on Kendrick Nunn. There's other players who are in with a shout as well. But for me, our player of the season is Duncan Robinson. This is a guy who... Uh, but I think he played 10 games before this season. Again, he started every game. He has shattered the three-point record. He's shooting something like 46%, something stupid like that, from three. Um, the guy, I think, has just been, I mean, just incredible. I mean, this is his first, pro- I know it's not his rookie season, but for this, for his first full season, 
it's it's a in a way it's a shame that I know we're getting basketball back and we are getting playoff basketball back, but we're not in a sense because it's in empty arenas and so on. Uh, the, the only question mark that hangs over these young players at the moment is have they got that extra playoff level, and we're not going to yeah. see that this year. Um, but for me, I don't see how Duncan Robinson could have done a thing better than what he's done this season. Agree? Yeah, no, yeah, well, one hundred percent. Duncan Robinson from free and money. Mm. I mean. I remember casting my mind back a year, two years ago, a year ago. I was big on uh, on Brim on Brim Forbes, right, of the Spurs, because that guy could just shoot the three. He he doesn't have a major impact on the game, but he he does obviously he plays hard. But you get him the three ball, it's going down. And like Duncan Robinson's come into this heat this Heat team and just absolutely blown it out of the water, and. In my years of covering the Heat, I've always said they need a shooting guard. They, yeah. they just need a shooting guard. No disrespect to Dion Waiters and yeah. stuff like that. But this guy has just come in and sort of not been the direct reason why the Heat were willing to trade Waiters, but he would have been a contributing factor yeah. alongside his backup in Tyler Hero. 100%. Because, yeah. because Spo can trust him. And, and he's looking at this guy going, wow, everything we've been looking for to kind of start to bring the puzzle together has come from this Duncan Robinson. Let's go with him. And it's been mm-hmm. awesome to watch. And if you want a three-point shooter, mm-hmm. he's taken yeah. that. He's taken the title. He's absolutely yeah. lights out. And it's just great to watch. Yeah. yeah. But, so who's, who's coming up from Boston? Let's see. For me, I'm giving you Jay, my guy, Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um, JB. He had a tough year last year, and I yep. mean tough. Mm. And he got paid in the off-season. So the pressure that was on him heading into this season was on extreme levels. Is he worth the money? Is he going to be justified? Can Boston justify paying him this? And I've got to be honest, absolutely yes. Mm. He's come back just more rounded as a player, more disciplined in the shot-making, in, in his shot-making, I mean, I've said it loads of times. I'll say it with the next player again in a minute. There's been times last year this guy, JB, was taking shots. And I was going, no, why are you taking that shot? Bad look. Now, I've got the confidence to go, JB's got the ball. Sit back, don't worry about it. Whether he's explosive to the rim, throwing dunks down. Whether he's pulling up mid-range. Whether he's working the basket. and Shooting the three. You know, this guy, this, this kid, I mean, the guy, is he really? He's still a young guy. You know, I, I've enjoyed watching him this year have mm-hmm. sort of a, a very, very much more improved season. Yeah. And JB is taking that shooting guard spot for me all day long. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, you touched on it there. When he got paid, I think a lot of eyebrows went up with the uh, with that contract. And um, and then it was up to him. The ball was then in his court. He'd been paid. He'd, he'd earned that contract. Now it was, was he? Can he? Can he live up to it? And uh, yeah, he's had. He's, he's had a leap this season. There's no doubt about that. I think that Duncan Robinson, I think for for all his, his good that he's done this year, I think if you're looking to build a roster and you've got one of those two players, as lights out as Robinson is and absolutely epitomises the, the, the heat culture, that work ethic to work your way into a team and stay there, um, I think that it's still difficult to look past uh, Jalen Brown. I think he's had, I think he's had an exceptional season, um, and he's a much more rounded player, I think, at the moment than what uh, what, what Robbo is. So, uh, yeah, okay. So we've gone, we've gone with Brown in at shooting guard. So next up, 
at small forward, I've got um, I've got Jimmy at the, at the three. So Jimmy is, uh, I mean, what a masterstroke getting Jimmy Butler is uh, was coming into that season. This this was a team that had no real future in the NBA. It was just it was so bleak. The contracts were outrageous. No cap room. It was just something I've said over and over again. But out of nowhere, Pat pulls a masterstroke and brings in um, a new leader to take the mantle off of Dwayne Wade. So. Uh, Jimmy, uh, a lot of the success and uh, hats off to a lot of Heat players, players like Kendrick and Robinson and Harrow and even players like Myers Leonard and so on. They've all come in and they've done a fantastic job, but they, th- th- this, there's no doubt that the success is down to a leadership role and the stewardship under Jimmy Butler has been outstanding. This is a guy who has, been, who has never picked his team. He's always been traded. You know, balls to Minnesota to, to Sixers. This was the first time in his career he got to pick his side. And he chose Miami because he could see that he, for the time being, was going to be top dog in this team and have his role. He's a guy that will really rub up players the wrong way, but only if you're not on the same page as him. If you're on his page, if you're willing to work like a dog, you and Jimmy are going to get on fine. And that's why we've been so successful this year. It's because of Jimmy Butler. So uh, I think you've got a tough you got a tough sell now to try and beat Jimmy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I wasn't coughing because I was not agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jimmy Butler, right? I'll be honest with you. He's a guy that I've always said in years past is a pain in the ass. He was just a pain. He was just, just one of those guys you just did not want in the locker room because, because of what you were getting out of that locker room. But now I've seen in Miami, he's hit Miami, and I was like, Jimmy in Miami, I've got to like this guy now. Open-minded. Wow. I mean, like you said there, the guy's come in, and he's took this franchise to the next level. They needed that. A franchise that looked like the, the days of where the glory was gone to a certain extent, and it was just a case of how the hell is Pat going to rebuild this? Absolute masterstroke from Pat to say, Jimmy... This is the heat. Come and join us. From a guy that said he'd never wear a Miami Heat jersey, This by is the true. Way. This is true, yes. Jimmy said, you know what? Fine. Let me see what you're about. He bought into the culture. Miami Heat's all about culture. A lot like Celtics, right? But the Heat culture is something special, especially with Pat Riley and Spo. Them guys are the Miami Heat. They've been, in, they've been there so long, they're part of the furniture themselves. Heat lifers, yeah. So Jimmy's come in, and I thought, I wonder how this is going to work with all these young guys that he's got around him. And he's dragged them. He's brought the best out of them. And I've got to be honest with you, the guy I'm going to mention now is my guy. But hats off to Jimmy. I'll give you that. You have been something special in Miami. And a lot different to what we've seen. But a lot of it goes to what you said. If you work, you Mm -hmm. work. If you don't work, what's the point being here? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of like God rest his soul, a lot of Kobe in there, a lot of MJ in there with, mm. with Butler. I'm not saying he's the same person. No, of course not. Absolutely not. But the mindset, and that's yes. what it is, it's mindset. A- absolutely. But I'm coming back at you, mate, with no other than Jason Mutat. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> my guy. Shout out to my guy, Rich Barrett. <laughs> yeah, Jason look, Tatum. Yeah, I, I mean, know I know how big you are on Tatum, so g- give huge. us the full give us the full sell, mate. Um, if there's a fan club, let me know because I'm gutted that I'm not the CEO of it. Because Jason Tatum, right? We're talking about a guy again last year that was just a bit like this is the Celtics' future here. 
it's going to be in JT, it's going to be in Jalen Brown. What we got? And it was a bit dodgy because of the fact of what everything else that was going on. And his and his game himself, his shot making was a bit off. He didn't look right. He had a lot to work on in the summer. And then he comes back this year, absolutely blows it out of the water, becomes an, an all-star for the first time. Probably, I'd say, one of the most improved players in the league. His three-point shooting is outrageous. His mid-range game is crazy. His, his footwork, when he gets down low... And he makes he makes room for himself. He gets to the rim. He can he can slam. This kid's got it all. And he I, I mean this in the best way possible. In five years' time, we're going to be talking about Jason Tatum, the MVP, because that's the kind of ceiling this kid's got. And I don't call him a superstar right now because I don't want to put that weight on his shoulders. But this he is. He's a mini superstar. Let's say he's yeah. ready to be that. Yeah, I think he's going to be an all-star for years to come. He's going to be in MVP conversations. And there's a lot about him that just says he's got it all there. You know, you see these young guys on Instagram, you see him on Twitter, you see them on social medias. You don't see Jason Tatum. Why don't you see Jason Tatum? Because he's a grounded person. He's got that man- mentality that basketball, and obviously his family, he's got a young family, but basketball, does. he does his talking on the court and... He really has, and he has come through. And I mean, whatever you need him to do, whatever role you need him to do, what you need him to play, whether you need him to cut to the basket, whether you need him to ISO, whether you need him to go mid 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 range, he's got it. And he is probably right now one of the best young players in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely, and um, I totally agree with everything you said. I think that the leap he's taken this year um, has been incredible, and what he's done this year is he's made the league take notice of him. Um, because this is a player that could have gone down, you know, a couple of years ago. He, he could have gone down a route of, say, a um, a Carl Kuzma or someone like that, that yeah. had that ability and you thought, God, this is going to be a special player, but hasn't really progressed. But he's gone the other way. This year he's been exceptional. Um, so, um, yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Now, I, I agree with you. I think he's, he's one of the best, best young players in the league already. He will continue to get better. He will be in conversations for MVP in years to come. Um, we've got to agree on this. We've got to agree who's going in. I, I just think uh, it's a shame that they're in the same position because, yeah. you know, well, they're, well, they're, they're both exceptional. I just think yeah. that if, if you took Jimmy out of Miami, I think that we're arguably not even yeah. a playoff team. We're probably below an HC. We're a sub-500 team. And when you look at the fact that we're something like 41 and 24, that's incredible to say that. I think mm-hmm. if you took Tatum out, that wouldn't necessarily be the, be the case with Boston. They'd still be a solid team. Um, that's my main reason. Late, would... I'd say late late playoffs, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but I'm willing to bargain with you because I knew this was going to come. Right? And I was looking <laughs> at this earlier on. And I was like, oh, my God. And I've got it on my on my page here. I've got JT slash Jimmy Butler. So what I'm willing to do, I'm willing to slide Jalen Brown to the seventh man. Okay. Actually, no, sixth man, because okay. let's do sip, because JB is a sixth man if he's not okay. in the stars. Okay. Move Jason Tatum to the shooting guard and put Jimmy at the small. Okay, that's I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. That's a good I'm compromise. I'm willing to do that. What we're doing, because as much as I love Jalen Brown, you cannot have Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler not yeah. in the team because yeah. of what they bring. And Jimmy's defense is absolutely insane. And Jason's, like... 
his offensive game and his and his defense defensive game is good, but his what he brings to the table on offense is great. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's fine. And we're going to slide. Uh, we're going to slide Brown down into sixth man. Um. We're, what we'll do? We'll do the next two in same sort of analysis, and then the rest of the squad yep. will just fire name against the other. So we'll say this one for this one, and we'll come to it because I'm mindful of time. Okay. 100%. Right. So um. So uh. Power forward is the biggest rising star in the league at the moment, in my opinion. Um. First time all star. No limits to this guy, Mr. Bam Adebayo. I love to see. Um, you. I mean, I know you're a big band fan as well. Um, I, I think, to be honest, I've, I'm yet to come up against anybody who's not a big band fan. This is uh, someone who's just got everything. The, the, what the modern NBA wants, a big guy that is agile, can move, is athletic, has power, you know, is quick, is a great defender already. He, all he needs to do is develop a shot. And this, this is a top, we could be talking about a top, well, even a top five player in his career. Who knows? Certainly a top 10. Yeah. So um, a, a dif- difficult for me to, to speak any higher uh, of Bam. What's your thoughts on him? I love Bam, but yeah. I wouldn't have him at power forward. I'd have him at centre. So this is where we... I was expecting you to come to me with like, I don't know, Jay Crowder, Iggy. I don't know. I right. was the expecting only, you to come with the, Bam at centre. The, yeah, the, play... yeah, the only reason why I've yeah. gone with Bam uh, in the four is because when um, when Leonard has been at centre, and I know he's been injured for yeah. a while, but when Myers Leonard was in at centre, I think Bam. we was something like, yeah. we was 31 and 10, I believe, in uh, with, with them two starting in the four and five. Um, yes. So that's why I thought, I thought, well, I assume we've now us fully health, at full health. That's yes. how we'll come back when it, when it comes. So that has to be. But I'm more than happy yeah. to slide him to the centre position because I know yes. that's probably a weak area, maybe for the Celtics, yes. something that they're lacking. So in okay, which case so, then? So yeah. let's let's say who's your who would be in at your four then? If we're going to slide Bam to five, who's in at your four? Well, just quickly on Bam, Bam over by all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind back to last season when 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 uh, when when the Heat decided to trade Whiteside, right? I could not have backed that move anymore mm. if I wanted to because I saw something in Bam back then that I thought. This kid's going to be special. You know, he's coming off the bench. He's, he's behind Whiteside. Whiteside's a good player. Listen, if you want a solid double-double guy, Whiteside's your guy. He can, he can rebound and he can go low post. But with Bam, he can do a hell of a lot more. And he's yeah. shown that. You know, the guys have put their, their, their trust in him and he's, he's blown it out of the water again. I love Bam. We'll have a big conversation about Bam again in the future, I'm sure. Mm. But for the sake of the time, um, power forward Gordon Hayward. Yeah, okay. Um, it's obvious, not just because he's been on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but yet yeah. again, he's another guy that's came in this year and had a big point to prove. You know, obviously, what happened happened with Gordon, and people were asking questions about him. Is he going to be the same guy? Is he going to be the same player? Is he that all star that we saw in 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 Utah? And the, the Celtics paid him a lot of money, and I think. As with JB, Gordon's come in and proved that proved it right. You know, he's been one of the most consistent players we've had this season. Yeah, you know he he's been there. He's been strong. He, ev- everything he does, he's had to play his role. He's a good locker room guy. You know he he's been like that that the daddy figure. Say then, as we spent we said to him, you know, and you know he's he's had one of his, he had his career high game this season against the Cavs, and that just proved that when Gordon 
I think I think a couple of guys are out then as well. So when Gordon needs to be the guy, he can be the guy. Mm. But he's just one of them players that are in the background and he's making he's one of the backbones of this team. Yeah. And I think if you're creating a championship team out of these two teams combined, then Gordon Hayward healthy mm-hmm. is an all star caliber player yeah. that can shoot, he can defend and he, he can put he can lock down teams. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's why I think that a lot of people just you, you got to realize sometimes just how how stacked really Celtic, Celtics are because you think that you're looking at a player like Gordon Hayward there, who's an all as you said an all star player that can do a lot of very good things like you've just listed there, and yet he's arguably not even a top three player for Boston. You know, you got you got you got Kemba and Tate, uh, you know Tatum and Brown and Smart and players like that. And Hayward's just in there, and that what I mean, what a player to just have in your rotation. So yeah, definitely, um, yeah, that's that, that. So we've got a pretty strong five here. So we've got Kemba, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Hayward, and Bam. So we're three and two to the yes. Celtics. We've also now agreed that sixth man's going to be Brown, uh, which sees Dragic move out. Um, it, it, he's yeah. been, I mean, Dragic has been great as our sixth man, um, but uh, yeah, we, I'm, I'm happy with that compromise. Um, now, yeah. as I said, a little bit mindful of time. So we're going to we're going to fill yes. up these final four, and all we're going to yes. do is we're going to say a name, and then we're just going to we're going to quickly agree. We're not going to analyze. Yes. We're going to quickly agree. So, okay. uh, so my seventh man, I've gone with Derek Jones Jr. No, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, I'm more than happy. Yeah, Marcus Smart is <laughs> is a is a dog. I I really love yeah. Marcus Smart. I just I just love players that are that are, that are dogs on a court, and Marcus Smart is absolutely that. So I'm very happy with that. Mister Celtics, mate. Mister yeah. Boston Celtics. No problem. Right, uh, number eight. I'm going Tyler Hero. No, Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> okay, you want Derek in instead of yeah? Okay, all right, we'll, we'll have Jones. Yeah, oh, that's fine. David Jones, let's put him in. Let's put yeah. him in. That's good. Okay. Right, you far away. Ninth. Ninth, uh, Duncan Robinson. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, we'll have him in there. That's good. Um, yeah, that's fine. And then uh, now let's do 10th. You, you, you put what, up. What, wow. What are you thinking on 10? I'm. Uh, it's either got to be Tyler Hero or mm-hmm. Iguodala. But Iguodala, even though the calibre of player he is, he's only played a handful of games for us. And yes. actually, since he's come to us, he's actually not been great. Um, I'm not even mentioning Jay Crowder, who has been very good for Miami. Former Celtic. Yeah. So, uh, is there anybody from Boston that you would you'd want to put in ahead of those any of those the guys? Only sh- the only shout I would be that we need a big guy who's been outstanding for us at centre. Daniel Tice because yeah, on Daniel that Tice team you good. you'd need a big centre that can rebound, and he has been another greatly improved player for us this year yeah okay so um but are we put so your your main forward is is tice my I'm main gonna forward my, would be tice i'm gonna put my main as tyler harrow um so we've got smart we've got we've got smart at point robertson at shooting Jalen at small Derek jones at, at at power forward would you say yeah so we forward, do need we yeah. i'm just saying we need okay. a center let's but, go with balance but I'm, I'm thinking if we're going to do the rotations, you see, that's who I had at 10. But again, Tyler Hero, I cannot take away from uh, how good him. he's yeah. been. Because yeah. <laughs> no, then you've got it, guys like Ennis Cantor, Kelly yeah. Olynyk, Jay Crowder, Iguodala, yeah. who's, a, who's, a, who's, a, who's a championship player. 
you know, it, and obviously yeah, we've... Dragic, you can't forget Dragic because Dragic yeah. has been great off the bench. Yeah, this is true. Right. Okay. All right. So we had one. We're going to put Tyson for, the, for for balance, and you're right. We'll put Tyson. So one, two, three, four, five. So it ended up with six Celtics players with four Heat players. But there we go. That just illustrated my point that there is not <laughs> a lot between these teams in depth. There is. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed doing that. That was great. That was Brilliant. great. I love that. Right. Tom, um, I really appreciate you joining me. It was great fun. Um, great insights. Um, check, where, where can people check out your work and your account and so on? Um, so my personal, you can find me on Twitter at Tom J. Wade. And obviously the UK Celtics stuff, if you're into that, if you're, you listen to a Heat podcast, so I doubt it. But it's at UK Celtics pod. And you can check out my Miami Heat work um, on the hothothoops.com or find them on Twitter at Hot Hot Hoops. Um, and yeah, let's, you know, reach out. Let's talk some basketball. Yeah, brilliant. No, that's it. I mean, it doesn't matter what team. Everyone's going to have their teams. But if, if you're like me and if you like Tom, you'll want to just talk about, other, you know, basketball in general. It's what gets us all talking in the UK. So we love that. Um, Tom, very, very quickly before we go, you caused a bit of a, uh, uh, there was a bit of a storm a week or so ago when uh, there was a bit of a debate going on about who was the better player out of Jason Tatum and Ben yes. Simmons. Now, yes. you threw your weight behind your man. Of course. Mm -hmm. I think there was a couple of guys, uh, like Mark, for example, from Throwback Store, uh, Sixers fan. He threw his weight behind Simmons. Now, to me, this isn't clear-cut. I pitched both of these players in the same sort of bracket. I'm even going to annoy you a little bit by saying maybe even Ben, at this moment in time, slightly ahead. Why am I wrong? End the episode with that. I've held my call for the whole podcast and I'm not really (laughs) cursed. But I think it's a good time curse to away. end right now because I will have to curse if you are going to say Ben Simmons is better than Jason Tatum. Now, nah, listen, I'm joking. I don't care. Listen, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm back. Of course, I'm back in Jason Tatum. The kid's crazy, crazy talented. I mean, he ain't no bus. He can shoot the three. He, he, he can shoot the three. He's explosive. His footwork's insane. His handles are all there. He's an all-star. Yes, Ben Simmons is an all-star as well. I don't care. Nah, I'm, I don't know, man. Listen, you know, I can I see you can. I could argue all night about how I think Jason Tatum's better, but at the end of the day, he plays for the Celtics. Of course, he's better, you know. But you name me one thing, right? That Ben Simmons can do that Jason Tatum can't, and then you do it the other way round, and it's different because Jason Tatum ain't scared to shoot his shot, shoot from free. He's he he can guide this team. He can be. A franchise player, whereas Ben Simmons is always going to be behind Embiid and be a second fiddle. He's always going to be a Robin to a Batman, where you've got Jason Tatum that's Batman. You know? Let's be honest.